sometimes I feel like an imposter, but I know in my soul that there are things in my identity that are purely Filipino and probably that I don't even recognize because there's so much a part of me. Dustin. Hey, Crystal. Hey, me searchers. You are listening to the me search podcast and we are your hosts. My name is Dustin Domingo. And I am Crystal Tugatti. Yes. On yes. this show, we have critical, messy and fun conversations with each other, with friends and with leaders in the community. Together, we'll unpack important issues, learn and unlearn what we think we know about what it means to be Filipino. Today we are <laughs> we are talking about motherhood and we have a very 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 <laughs> special guest. She is a writer, she is a mother of two, and she is a dear friend of mine going all the way back to elementary school singing week for oh my God. the talent show. <laughs> SWV. You bet. Oh my God. You bet. How are we going to split up the solos, guys? <laughs> oh my God. You took, you took the bigger one for sure with that voice. <laughs> no. Oh my God. Good times. Love this. Love this woman. Welcome, Jenna Lee Migliorini. Hello, welcome. <laughs> oh my gosh. If that didn't make my day, I mean, let's just wrap it up. That's so good. That's all I came for. <laughs> End of podcast. Yeah, <laughs> Bye, everyone. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> so, generally, we uh, super appreciate that you have made some time to hang out with us today. Uh, we love that you are a writer and that you share your stories and thoughts on your blog. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's risking delight. Like, I'm delighted to meet you. <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, so we love all of your thoughts that you share on the internet, <laughs> yes. uh, generally uh, about life as a woman, life as a mother. Can you talk to us about how being Filipina American has influenced your expectations or your choices as a mom? Okay. My choices and expectations. Um, mm-hmm. We take our shoes off when we get home. I think I think that's a big deal. Um, you know, what's funny is I never really thought of what it meant to be Filipino until I had kids. Yeah. And they came out. Well, I married a white guy, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, still working from a lot of, you know, colonial mentality. Mm-hmm. And I, my kids wow. came out and I was like, they're Filipino. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should probably... You know, I should probably, mm-hmm. you know, dig deeper into my own community and how. And then the question came up: How am I going to raise them to be Filipino? Um, luckily, my mom's family has been really wonderful and supportive, and she's been a big presence in my life, raising, you know, my kids or taking care of them when I was working full time. And so, I mean, they had it's so cute. They had little accents, mm-hmm. even though they didn't speak Tagalog. <laughs> like, I thought that was really sweet and just, um, I mean, it's a really hard question. I mean, I can talk about, you know, what, 
it's hard. Some of the things that I'm not going to incorporate, like scary stories, you know, or like the tales of how to get kids to behave. Those things mm-hmm. I don't do. Uh-huh. Let's let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. What this reminds me of is a, is an episode that Crystal and I did with my brother when we talked about his experience with his first child and how um, his experience with parenting is influenced by the thoughts of what not to do based on his experiences of being parented. So, and all of the, there's like a lot of like Filipino things related to uh, that conversation. So I'm I'm curious if there's anything that comes to mind related to your experience being raised by Filipino parents and what you pick and choose to leave out and what you pick and choose to implement that are like stereotypically or like expected to be like Filipino? I mean, the first thing I want to say is there's so much joy in shared experience and being able to get together with other Filipino people and just laugh about like the crazy things that happened when we were being raised, you know, like the the stories of like, you know, the one legged <laughs> ballerina who's going to steal your leg if you like slept too close to the bottom of the bed, you know, or like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm I don't know that one. Oh, my okay. God. My mom would say the witch that would poke you like your head if you slept too high to the bed. So I would like sleep curled in a ball in the middle of my bed. Oh, oh my gosh. What is with this unnecessary like fear mongering? Yeah, or um, don't sleep with your hair wet or you'll go blind. <laughs> like what's the purpose of that? <laughs> so you heard that one too? Yes. Okay. Oh, Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, I think there's a lot of superstition woven into Filipino culture, which I love. I just, Uh, you know, I I really appreciate that now that I see where it's coming from, like, you know, Catholicism and superstition um, woven together, but, Mm -hmm. but I don't use that. (laughs) I mean, like I'm going to, I have a book of Filipino folklore, (laughs) so that's a way that I uh, instill the culture in my kids, but it's, it's hard because as a Filipino American and the first of my siblings born here, I don't speak Tagalog, you know, to like this very sad thing for me that I don't speak Tagalog. But at the same time, I'm I'm trying my best to to have them be proud of their identity in a way where I don't want them to feel like they're Filipino fans, you know, like it's a, a mascot. Yeah, like they're a sports team, like, yay, Filipino, right. like, I want oh you to gosh. just... Yeah. Understand that that's part of your identity. Holy shit. Beautiful. So how how do you do that? (laughs) You talked about integrating elements of the Filipino culture Mm -hmm. with your children, but it it sounded as though there's some sort of feeling of like a handicap that you may not have. Uh, acquired as many like elements of mm-hmm. being Filipino yourself. So how do you f- how do you feel like you get around that with making sure your your children still have a sense of identity of being Filipino themselves? Being around my parents is a really big part of that. Um, my parents they mm-hmm. speak Tagalog to each other all the time. Having them around um, my parents and also using words you know, like the Askamai or, you know, like Muta, like things like that. I try, I do, 
like when I say I do the best I yeah. can do the things that <laughs> yeah. I do um, as far as like you know putting family first and respecting elders respecting elders in a way where they're not you know putting their own comfort at risk yeah so it really is Filipino American mm. 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 yeah I was just thinking like that is really like this experience that you're passing on is very specifically Filipino American versus like getting the Filipino experience from our parents, which is so interesting because it's that, but it's also this. Yeah. And it's like this cool thing that has found a life of its own. And that's your experience that Thank you get you. to I mean, share. It's really hard to talk about because in a lot of ways I don't feel, sometimes I feel like an imposter. Like, I'm just, you know, pretending to be Filipino or mm. whatever. Because when I get asked questions like these, I'm kind of like, well, how? But but I know in my soul that there are things in my identity that are purely Filipino. And probably that I don't even recognize because there's so much a part of me. Yeah. How old are your kiddos? Seven and four. Do they express their Filipino identity or do they? Yes, definitely. So we wanted to, oh, well, going back to the other question, um, I'm trying to find um, community, Filipino community to raise mm. my kids in. I want that, mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't have to be everything and all of their friends, but I want it to be in their lives some way. And so we signed them up for this jujitsu studio. And mm. it just so happens that most of the kids are Filipino. The instructor is Filipino. They have Eskrima classes. And <gasps> yeah, so fun. Oh. And so when Ben was there, there was like a lull in the class. And he goes, you know, I'm Filipino to his friends. And then he goes, another kid goes, yeah, I'm Filipino too. Another kid goes, yeah, me too. Like, We're pretty much all Filipino here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, how cute. And so I just, I want, I want them to, to have that community. And I don't ever want them to be in my position where they're trying to find it, oh, you know, where they're trying good. to deny it. Like I spent right. a lot of my formative years trying to separate myself from being a Filipino. And then my kids came out and like, they're Filipino. And people were buying them like 4th of July gear and American flags. And then I was like, wait, wait, wait. Mm. I'm realizing this is really important to me. This identity. So thank you, kids. Mm. What is your approach to decolonization work in the midst of being a mom? Say someone is listening to this podcast and they're like, oh, you know what? Like, I want to make sure that I am also weaving Filipino culture into my child's life. But, oh, my gosh, I have to I have to pick up the kids. I got to make dinner. I got to have some, you know time with with the boo you know how do you like what are some ways that you've given yourself uh time and what do you do uh when you do de decolonization work i take lots of breaks because it's mm. hard work you know mm. it's it's me search you know yeah, yeah. to yeah. plug your show me search <laughs> 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 it's um you take lots of breaks i mean for a while after i read brown skin white minds I mean, I was hit the ground running fast and hard. I told everybody I knew that was Filipino to read this book. I talked about 
colonial mentality, everything. Talk to my husband about it, which is so great because you mentioned, you know, spend time with the boo. And I mean, my boo, now he knows his kids are Filipino too. That's part of mm. their identity. So you should know something about it. Mm. And um, he knows just about as much Tagalog as I know, you know? So yeah. he's, he's the one that takes Ben to the jujitsu studio. Um, it's a family effort. I love that. That's awesome. Thank I love you. that you you do this work with with Matt. That's Matt is your husband. Mm-hmm, yes. Mm. How has he been receiving all of this uh, new knowledge, and how has he been in uh, your journey with you? He is so open. He's. I mean, I I said before I married him. He's the best guy I've ever met. And I'm going to marry that man. Mm-hmm. And it remains Aww. true. It remains true. I'm telling you, you know, people ask us because we've been married for about nine years and they say, you know, how do you make it last or how do you keep it fresh? And I mean, change, you can say change together, but really it's, I hate to say, it, but it seems, it feels like luck, you know, that mm-hmm. we happen to be changing and open at the same times to each wow. other. Because, I mean, I look at our wedding pictures and two completely different people. In a good way. Yeah. So um, he's actually a quarter Japanese. His grandma's Japanese. And he grew up going to um, Japanese classes every weekend. But because Mm -hmm. he's a quarter, he's white passing. And he experienced some feelings of um, being left out there. Mm -hmm. And not Mm -hmm. being able to identify with that part of his his, um, heritage. And so because of that, he's, he's all about it. I mean, he understands that some things are just inherently Filipino. Like when my mom calls or my dad needs him to like carry a refrigerator into the house, like he just goes and does it, you know, without, he knows that my parents don't have to call. They just show up sometimes. Mm. I love that. I love that. That makes me happy to hear. It's really lovely to hear that there is this, really beautiful journey that you're on, you know, just because we grew up together. So now that we're like women <laughs> and like living our like independent lives, it's just, woo, feelings. <laughs> um, it's just so lovely and joyful to hear that this is your life and you have a wonderful partner. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I feel the same way about you. I saw I saw a post that said, you know, I don't I'm going to mess it up, but it said something like, you know, there's no better feeling than seeing your friends loved correctly. And I was like, oh, yes, that yeah. is true. Yes. It is so, so true. Ah, yeah. Love this. So as a mom, what has been your biggest discovery or realization so far? Um, and. Eight, eight years you've been a mom? Oh my gosh, I know. Eight years since I've been pregnant, yeah. Um, I would say the biggest, the biggest discovery is about, um, the biggest discovery is realizing how important my Filipino identity is to me. Mm. I had no idea. I mean, I just kind of, you know, had a colonial mindset and just lived my life. You know, I mean, there were, looking back, there were things that were obviously colonial mentality. Like I, just would say I only dated white guys because that was my type, you know, but mm-hmm. now I understand. 
where that was coming from. And, and I just, I didn't know how important it was to me until I knew that my kids were part of that identity too. And then I got really protective and I kind of got fierce about it. You know, like people would buy them American flag and I would come in with this huge Filipino flag. Like I bought them, like, <laughs> I, bought yes! them I bought them a barong, you know, like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I told my mom, I was like, we need a Wallace Tombo. Like bring it to my house. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. What a, you know, what a gift that is to have. I mean, once once your children came, it's like, oh, shit, like this is they unlock something like I hear so much about like, you never knew. And I I don't think I'll experience this. So um, hearing like that expression of like, you'll never know love, like this kind of love until like you have a child. And when I think about it, it's like the love that's pouring into the child. But immediately, it's also like this love pouring back into you immediately and then it just and that love like has washed over you into finding this this other part of you that hasn't been explored and now it's just lighting up and Ben's wearing a barong (laughs) I love it you know yeah and I have to say that I get to live this way and I get to raise my kids this way in a very safe and loving environment. And Matt and I, you know, because we had different cultures with similar um, parenting styles and we talk about how we give our kids the kind of validation and love that we wanted and we hope to raise them in a way where they can grow up to be these adults that feel safe and secure in ways that we didn't. And it's mm. just kind of heartbreaking, but bittersweet to know that right. you're loving them in a way that you never had. Yeah. And, you know, not because, you know, I'm not blaming anybody. I mean, my parents, they came from the Philippines. They did the best they could, right? No right. friends, no family. But I, in a lot of ways, I feel like I'm living my mom's dream. Oh, that's beautiful. again, not to blame, but like trying to, you know, parent in an alternative way. What are some um, like tangible, practical things that you've picked up along the way? Like, because just just as a teacher, (laughs) like when I get frustrated, I have to like take a moment because I can feel my mom's voice about to come out. I have to like stop myself and I, I have to be like, this is mother talking and I need to find another way. Are there, do you have any strategies that you might want to share or like things that help you maybe choose another way if like, because we've been just so ingrained in this kind of like how, you know, in ingrained in this style of parenting. Yeah, definitely. I mean, as a teacher, it was easier to, remain calm because you're not there with them 24 7 right Right. it's a very um set amount of time that you're with them but with your kids you're with them all the time yeah even when you're sick even when you know you're tired you're with your kids so um dr becky kennedy said get really good at repair Mm. Mm. 
And that has, I think, saved me and my children, our relationship together. Apologizing to them, you know, and just owning it, not an excuse, not like, I'm sorry, but you were being rude, you know, but like, right. I'm sorry, nobody should talk to you like that. You don't deserve to be talked to like that. Mm. It's really humbling to be a parent. I mean, it's, it's amazing and it's hard and I want to do it forever and ever again. <laughs> what would you say are some of the things you want your children to take away from you as a mother let's say like 40, 50 years from now, like what do you feel like you want them to know you for? What do you want them to tell their spouses about how great their mom is? Like what what aspect of your mothering, your parenting, do you feel like you want them to really know? I hope that they think of me and and tell their spouses that they feel like they can tell me anything. Whoever they are, whatever they want in life, I want them to feel like I'm supporting them. <sighs> I really hope that happens. <laughs> Sounds so good, but I'm like, who knows? I'm gonna have to apologize for everything. <laughs> oh, that's I mean, beautiful. Thank you. I mean, that's is what I want. You know, I want and I've I've had to fight for that. Like I'm very I'm a very feisty person with my mom. Mm -hmm. And um, but I, I think I do that to become closer to her. I think I do that. I fight with her because I want to show her that's not who I am. Mm. And I want to remain in contact with you and community with you. So I'm going to tell you not to talk to me like that because I don't like it. Mm. Yes, I'm the same way. <laughs> but but you know what? Like after much therapy <laughs> and like I yeah, it's like me fighting with my mom was just me fighting for us because you want yes. you wanted that, mm -hmm. and it sucks when it's like, why don't you want to connect? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a real cool person. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Are you going to do another one? Yeah. I want to hear it. <laughs> I'm yeah. a real cool person. And actually, I'm not as bad as you think. <laughs> I'm really much cooler than you think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a nice improv moment. Thank you. But I didn't yeah. realize that. I didn't realize that until recently. I used to think mm -hmm. that I was just kind of a bad kid, you know? And Me I, too! <laughs> and I just, I talk back, right? Because yeah. talking back is so bad. Yeah. And then I, and then I realized, no, I'm doing this because I don't want to hide from you. I want to spend time with you, but I can't do this if you don't know how I'm feeling. So uh, here are my feelings. All yeah, of this. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to reframe, like... Because yes. I think that um, what this reminds me of, my own experience, I also talk back a lot, talked back a lot. And it's not necessarily like you're just a defiant person. It's like you're sticking up for yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you know who you are. 
and you know you deserve respect. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And you do care about the relationship. It's not yes. like with other people, it's so mm-hmm. easy to like walk away. But like when you're with your family, it's like there is this inherent need to to be in community mm-hmm. and to be to feel like you're important to each other. And part of that is like you have to acknowledge how important you are to yourself. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I used to um, like because I can like I can, you know, walk away from relationships pretty easily. Mm -hmm. But because I try to avoid conflict, which I thought was interesting. But with my mom, I, I don't. I dive right in and I think it's exactly what we're saying because we don't want to walk away from this relationship. This is the relationship that we want. Mm. And so going back, I don't want my kids to feel like they have to do that. Right. Or if they tell me, you know, that was really messed up what you did. I hope that I'm the kind of person and I'm open enough to be like, okay, tell me, what did I do? I want to know. Mm. I just, I don't want to keep them whole, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Know their voice, feel their voice, be their voice. That's what I think that's what we all want. And why not give that to your children? And I can only imagine how much work that takes to like, hope that that becomes um, realized. Yeah. Yeah. But you're doing it. You're doing it. We'll see. We'll talk. We'll talk again in ten years. You can interview my kids. And they'll, <laughs> they'll tell you. Well, let's <laughs> let's imagine that this podcast is going on for like ten years, maybe like twenty, thirty, forty years. Oh my Imagining God. <laughs> that this episode is accessible in that amount of time. Mm-hmm. What message would you like to leave your children if they so happen to find this? Oh, what do I want to say? Well, it's going to have to be two different messages because they're two vastly different people, Mm. which I think is fun. So, oh gosh, to Benjamin, I would say, oh my gosh, I would say he's just amazing. He's just an amazing kid. Uh, Be brave. Mm. Keep being brave. And to Mila, I would say, live your life, girl. Live that life. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to your mama. Those two messages will hopefully show you how different they are. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Jenny. Super appreciate it. Shout outs to the kiddos. uh, If you're listening to this and it's like 2032, like your mom loves you. She Thank loves you. you. And Thank shout out you. to Matt. Yes. <laughs> yes. Cheers to Matt. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. I've uh I've shed some tears without being ugly about it. You're always <laughs> p- beautiful. Always yeah, beautiful. Oh my you gosh. Are. You are. Thank you. I mean, I wasn't snotty about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a really gross sound once that comes on to your speakers, whoever is listening. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, um, Jenilee, I'm so happy we got you on the show and everyone listening could see just even a glimpse of how wonderful I see you in this episode. And it is an honor to be your friend to this day. 
and I'm gonna cry again. (laughs) But me searchers, I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Thank you for being here. Everyone, this was Jenilee Migliorini. Jenilee! Oh my god. Thank you so much. And everybody, follow Jenilee's blog. It's called Risking Delight. Uh, You can check that out. (laughs) Check out the link at her Instagram. Follow her Instagram at Hey It's Jenilee. That's Hey It's J E N I L E. And don't forget, be a me searcher. Follow us at Me Search Podcast and check us out online at mesearchpodcast.com. We're going to get to the bottom of things. This is me search, folks. Woo! <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> 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 so fun. <laughs> <laughs>